All right, once you clear the room, you open the door, you go inside a new dark room where you hear drops of water. And at the back, you hear, ah, welcome. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna. No, well, actually, we're, we're gonna stop here because that's a great cliffhanger. But, but Chris, we've, we've only been playing for 35 minutes. Yeah, but I was kind of planning on stopping here because I don't have the rest plan and it's huh. a great cliffhanger, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but we all love a good cliffhanger. It leaves players wanting more and wanting to come back. But a good cliffhanger is only as good as the pacing of your session. I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. Welcome to Roleplay Show. We're two game masters who just can't stop talking about role-playing games. Yes, and today we talk about pacing and cliffhangers. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that has been top of mind for me for quite some time. Is to try to figure out what the best pacing is and how to achieve it. So that's going to be the first thing we talk about today. Or actually, no it's not. The first thing <laughs> we're going to be talking about is kind of the building blocks of what we consider to be part of a session. And then from those definitions, which we'll touch on a little bit, we're going to talk about what we consider to be the optimal pacing for a game session. Yeah, and after having talked about this optimal way to do it, we're going to talk about some mistakes that come up while we tried doing it, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and how to avoid them. Yeah, some of our strategies. Yeah, and we're going to finish up with a list of different ways that we can bring the tension up or at least uh, bring the stakes up at the end of a game to achieve this cliffhanger effect. Mm -hmm. So stick with us. I think it's going to be a kind of a neat conclusion to, to all of the conversation that we had. Uh, I think that sets the stage well for us here, Chris. Yep, Matt. All right, let's roleplay chat. chat. All right, so just before we get into talking about pacing in more details, I think it's important for us to really lay the baseline of the different components Chris and, Chris and I consider to be integral parts of a session of a game for a tabletop role-playing game. Yeah, kind of the building blocks of what makes up the, the full session. So we have turns, things that are pretty obvious like a combat encounter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, where we roll initiative and we go into turn-to-turn -turn encounter. There's also the social side to that. So you can have social encounters where you're, you know, you're trying to convince someone of something, interrogate someone, uh, use rapport or diplomacy mm -hmm. to get information or to convince them to do something for you. There's exploration uh, whenever you're in a room and you want to know like, okay, uh, how can I find the entrance to the secret room or even explore uh, a dungeon where you're between encounters and maybe that's a good time to ramp up the, the, um, the tension in the mm -hmm. story. Then there's also kind of the opposite of that. You've got your downtime. You've got things that may be more like upkeep, um, maybe shopping around in the city, mm -hmm. managing your base, your resources. Yeah, and sometimes even traveling could be considered downtime depending on how it's handled. Um, so anything that's more there to link the story to the next without necessarily having, uh, a rise in the tension. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that's most of it. Did we skip anything? Well, there's, there's obviously, it could be cut 
in more detail and everything, but that's the main block we're going to use today to talk about pacing. And then for sure, if this is something that you guys want more explanations on, we'd be happy to dive deeper into each of those things. I think we could probably have a role play chat episode yeah. on each of these things mm -hmm. on their own. But let's let's now skip ahead to, to pacing and how we use these different elements in a game. Um, and something that actually, Chris, I've been wondering for quite some time, and I don't think I have the answer yet, but it, it, what is the perfect pacing of a game? Mm -hmm. And I yeah. think we might have similar, but also divergent opinions on this. So I'll let you... Sure. Uh, for me, I've been thinking about this a little bit, and obviously it's not something I always get to do. Like, I don't always have the opportunity to do it right. Mm -hmm. But I think if I would have to say one best case scenario would be, I like to start high, so something with a lot of tension, basically a cliffhanger from the game before, not necessarily a combat encounter. It could be a really fun social encounter because mm -hmm. I feel like my players, when they when we start, they're fresh, they're happy to be there, they want to get in the action. And if we start by downtime, uh, shopping, or even uh, intrigue where you have to like explore and find clues, I feel like the the momentum is lost from the beginning. So I like the idea of starting strong, mm -hmm. social encounter, something interesting and then because we it can't be up all the time then i feel like it should go down let's say a three hour game first hour of high then the second hour of dealing with the aftermath of what happened and then it should i think ramp up again and finish high so that it could start high the next game again right yeah. so i would say beginning high then a little bit lower and then and when you say high. so you say high the, the beginning is going to be like you said a social encounter or, or combat or mm -hmm. something with High, high tension what would you consider to be something of low something of low would be like let's say you've just killed the last orc mm -hmm. and you're in a room and you wanted to go there to find the parchment that incriminates someone then you're like you're in a room you don't know where the parchment is you have to go through the the dungeon or the mansion or whatever location you're at mm -hmm. and actually search maybe do a bit of sneaking uh, but something that's maybe not engaging to everybody, something that maybe one player sneaks ahead. Mm -hmm. And it's still there can still be tension, but people, not everybody is engaged. That could be yeah. one way to see it as like uh, not as engaging, or it could be just like you need to talk to people. Mm -hmm. uh, a bit games that are sandbox are usually like that when they, the players don't necessarily know what's the next step, but they have to figure it out. Yeah. I don't like starting with people discussing what this what's the next step because they're not they, they just sat down yeah their mind is not there yet but if we start high level of energy then after that they're more prone to have a good discussion about what's the next part of the plan cool so yeah that would be my idea and just to be clear combat for me is maybe once every two game i like so in the two, in the high there, maybe out of the four, I would like to see one combat. Uh, once in a while, I'll have a, basically a full session that's combat, but that's, mm -hmm. you have to pace it in the whole campaign. And, and I think it's important to note here for, for you guys listening, Chris's combat tends to be pretty high stakes. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's been that many combat situations in, in your games mm -hmm. where it's been... Yeah, just we're just killing goblins mm -hmm. for no purpose like, it, it's usually pretty high stakes and i think this is where it fits into your mm -hmm. your high tension because if we screw this up we lose the ancient artifact 
or mm-hmm. someone gets killed or mm-hmm. hostage is gone. Uh, I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. these aren't actual examples from anything, but I'm just, mm-hmm. well, okay. That, that to me is resonates a little bit with me, Chris, because okay. I have the same kind of idea of this high, low, high. Okay. By no means do I get to do that every time. No. Um, it's, it's a lot harder to do it every time. And maybe we'll touch on that on how we get to do that later. But for me, the perfect game also has this, this kind of higher stakes situation it slows a bit down into a more uh, investigation, talking to talking to NPCs, trying to figure out what happens next. And then at the end, it's going to usually spike with a piece of information that gets given to the players. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I like to use the pacing. I, I like to use the information of the main story arc as kind of my barometer for pacing or maybe not barometer okay. but for my my resource for pacing okay usually oh, if yeah. i'm giving out uh something like an event happens that's really telling of who the main bad guy is for instance that to me is like oh that's a great spot to just give them a fast one at the end of the game and they're like oh we're gonna figure it out next next time yeah, yeah, yeah. so it kind of hooks the players into the story gets them more engaged in, in what's going on but I, I i echo your sentiment mm-hmm. of this up upward tension at the very beginning because everyone's engaged everyone's there they're, they're ready and actually i find that i find that players tend to be more interested in playing in the first like 50 percent of the game yeah for sure it's, it's kind of strange you, like the players bring the energy in the first half mm-hmm. but i feel like the gm brings the energy in the second half where he like he or she needs to basically bring the players to like keep them in the story and i mean a a really funny example of this happened a couple weeks ago when we were playing in my rising tide Mm -hmm. campaign uh, that you guys will get to see it at some point hopefully but i made the mistake of saying like okay you guys are having breakfast at the bar and then you guys came up with all these cool i'm gonna go (laughs) play darts i'm gonna go talk to this guy and i'm like oh Cool. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you. It was you supposed do it. to be downtown. Down, well, no, this was supposed to be the the lower, and we made it. Like, and you like <laughs> did all kinds of engaging things, and I was like, "Well, you guys want to, so I'm not gonna stop you from doing it." But I wasn't planning for this to happen, mm-hmm. um, which I probably should have been because I. It's a realization that I've come to notice mm-hmm. that people get really interested in engaging with everything and being active at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So more of the reason to have a situation where there's actual cool stuff for them to engage with yeah. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like one of the big mistakes I made at the beginning when I started jamming was trying to make it like a story. Like we learn at school where it's like introduction and then something happens and then climax and then mm-hmm. denouement and conclusion and it goes like this. But at the beginning, well, maybe the first game you kind of have, well, we talked about how to run a first game and it was basically a way to go around that. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like this doesn't quite work for games for the reason we're talking about. Yeah. And uh, it's a common mistake to finish where everything is like a it's nice resolved. bow, a resolve. Yeah. But that makes it hard to start the next game. I, it, I don't know how many times yeah. I ended a game saying like, wow, this is a perfect lull. Let's end here. Yeah. And now looking back, I cringe. I'm like, yeah. why would I say that? <laughs> you don't want to end in a lull. Yeah, no one's yeah. gonna know what to do when you come back next exactly. time. Exactly, <laughs> and I think the players won't think about the game between the games. Uh-huh, where if uh-huh. you finish with a high, it's like, oh, what, what, what was that about? What was that thing? And I think that's where cliffhangers are 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 great, even more than in 
uh, TV shows. Like in TV show, it's the same idea, but mm -hmm. in TV show, they control the pacing. When you start back and you sit back and watch a movie, it doesn't really matter if it starts high. Uh, I feel I feel like it's not as important as, as in the game mm -hmm. because of this momentum you need to deal with. So we gave a few little situations where we maybe made mistakes when we were trying to deal with pacing, talking about maybe not ending on the right high note. Mm -hmm. Are there other things that, that we've done, Chris, that we can share that maybe were mistakes that we've learned from regarding pacing? Yeah, I think I think something we both of us experienced is uh, the fact that sometimes players, like we mentioned the game master is in control of the pacing, but sometimes the players will not agree or will not go with the pacing you're trying to set mm -hmm. and sometimes it, it creates kind of a tension between the two like so for example if you're trying to get to a certain point in the story and then the the players just want to chat like you mentioned a bit uh, at about beginning. at the beginning of your game and uh, i think the game before that also it happened do you want to talk a little bit about that or? yeah yeah and the I think it was the second game in the session. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And so the the first or so the session, the, the second game in the campaign, and mm -hmm. in the first game, I thought it worked perfectly. I started you guys off. There was drama. There was high stakes. You guys went into an exploration phase where you're going through town, talking to people, learning about the setting and the kind of the, what's to come, and then it ended again with you know the potential for combat mm -hmm. and then a, a surprise. Yeah that set you guys up for next time. But then what ended up happening was in the second game, I started it off with combat because I said, you know, we didn't really have any combat last time mm -hmm. and I owe it to my players to be able to use their cool powers. So I, I threw that in and right out of the gate, combat took too long and mm -hmm. that was on me. I had far too many NPCs running around, far too many bad guys. I, I kind of wanted to make it appear like this epic battle where there was a lot happening but because yeah. of that, it, it kind of flipped over. And instead of being very engaging, it seemed just tedious, I think. Well, I think what happened also is not only the a lot of NPC. It was the first time you were using that system. Yeah. And for a game master to use a system for the first time with a lot of uh, people, a lot of individual, like a lot yeah. of creatures, if you want, uh, in the combat, it, it was hard for you. Like you had to roll and roll and roll and roll. I think right now you might speed them up by rolling both at the same times or whatever you want to do in mm -hmm. terms of mechanics i think you were kind of not used to that to that system yeah i almost mm -hmm. like looking back on it would have used combat in this situation as a learning opportunity as a downtime a small silly little combat that didn't really mean anything that might have given some tidbits of information but would have been more of a slower paced mm -hmm. situation with lower stakes in this situation, I wanted it to be high stakes. So I put it at the beginning. I had all this stuff go on. Even a couple of people died in this combat. Mm -hmm. But because it, 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 it was just so bogged down, I was like, okay, I owe it to everyone to start speeding it up again. Let's, let's go back to the pacing I want. And that was an even bigger mistake because I was mm -hmm. forcing the pacing. The players, had I given them the opportunity to mourn the death of this person, I'm sure they would have taken it. But here I am being like, okay, let's let's get going. Like I made the the captain of the ship try to urge everyone, like okay, we got it, we got to go, we got to hurry up because time is pressing, blah blah blah. And I mean, I, I think I hit it 
well enough that I was trying to push the story along. Yeah, because there's a time factor in the story also. But I think it was like some people were like, okay, we're going to do like some kind of funeral for mm -hmm. for that crewmate and uh, take the time. And you were basically saying like, well, good, that's done. Let's move on. Like yeah. the story, like it happened in the story, but we didn't experience it. Mm -hmm. So basically, I think you did the high, low, high, but because the first part was took so long you had to basically reduce the middle or lose the end yeah. and i think you basically lost the end if and i, I, and I did correctly. i did lose the end yeah, yeah i i basically well i i still think i got you guys to a point that oh yeah, was, yeah no, that was sure. yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but it wasn't the it wasn't the end that i totally yeah. planned it was a plan b end that ended up happening mm -hmm. but honestly going back i would have preferred to lose my perfect pacing to trying to have forced it in this situation yeah. because the players, although they still said that they had fun. And, 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 we, and, did, and we did for sure. And I you, you like, Yeah. I could see it in your face. You were frustrated, but with yourself, you were like, ah, yeah. something didn't feel, feel wrong. And to your credit, you thought about it. Uh, we discussed it a little bit mm -hmm. and you came up like the next game, total different, way of running the game when whenever you would feel that we would basically pull on the rope yeah. we'd be like okay let's slow down we're interested in that thing like the dart example or, or any situation you'd be like okay they're having fun let's yeah I, i'm okay with slowing having... down yeah. and that's the the problem with keeping that nice reverse bell bell curve is well you can't if the players are having fun in the downtime you might want to spend two hours there mm -hmm. well downtown and like low stakes yeah. right yeah. and then you're finished low well that's fine and that's okay yeah. if everyone had a good time including yourself yeah i think there's no problem in doing that it, it's really just then becomes a struggle to reintroduce the belt the reverse bell curve because now you're ending on in lower stakes situation mm -hmm. Now let's try to get it back up. It's tricky. Another mistake I think that I identified a bit too late in my campaign was, uh, I, I hope it's a common mistake, but I, I suspect it is, but it's finishing too late or too early. For me, it was finishing too late. So what would happen is we would reach, I don't know, 11.30 midnight mm -hmm. and some people have kids, waking them up at like, I don't know. All hours of the all night. All hours of the <laughs> night. We're not all on the same schedule. So I would basically like, we would reach 1130, let's say, and I'd be like, oh, I'm, to reach my like high, I Need give another, me 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Give, give me 30 minutes. And then people would be like, maybe exploring or whatever. I'm like, and after 30 minutes, okay, I think I might need another 15 minutes. And by that time, like, player interest just goes like some normally if i have like five players two of them are still engaged but the three others are just like going down going through the motion mm -hmm. and now i wanted to finish on a high but because of being too tired they're on the low right so there's also the opposite problem that you can have chris it, mm -hmm. you were mentioning always dragging adding adding on a little bit extra and it can mm -hmm. feel like it's dragging on the other side of that spectrum is ending too early in our little intro where we have the 30-minute game because maybe the players sped through sp sped through something and you're like, oh, well, we're done. Yeah, don't have anything um, else prepared or whatever. That can be a 
big problem. I, I can't say I've I've experienced it. Um, Me neither. Well, 35 minutes is an exaggeration, but like... Well, sometimes for me, personally, I feel like the game could have used a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I don't think it happened in your game. It happened in a previous campaign or sometimes with my brother. It Like, sometimes the game master is too tired, right? Yeah. It could be the case where the player is, is fine. So it could happen, but I've never felt like it was extreme. Mm -hmm. Like, player people are there to play. It's rare that we go too early, but it might be one of your problems. I'd, I'd love to hear if some of you have that problem because it's so opposite to what I'm going through yeah, that it would be very interesting to see. It's almost like I want to say not... like To me, I can't really picture it that much as a problem. Because if your players are ending a two and a half hour night to saying, oh man, I wish I was playing more... That's, I don't want to say it's good because you want to give the players what they want, but you want them to come back next time yeah. wanting to play. Yeah. And I'm, I always want to play, but I'm sure that's not always the case for everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing it might also be linked to how many times a, like a month you play. Like yeah. How, what the, the amount of time. Yeah, exactly. The frequency. Thank you. Uh, of the game. If it's, if it's every week, maybe half an hour too early or even an hour too early because of life reason or even story reason is not that bad because you're going to play next week. Yeah. But if you play every two months, then... Having an hour and a half game <laughs> might be... Yeah. Well, it might be enough for some people, but it might it might leave you with a bad taste in your mouth. Uh, another thing is uh, maybe not linked to that uh, too late thing, but uh, something I think we need to be cognizant of. Is that the right word? Cognizant. Cognizant of? Anyway, should be careful <laughs> with is over cliffhanging, basically. It's like mm -hmm. when you put a cliffhanger, you know that TV, some TV shows, like cheesy TV shows do that, where they put like a big cliffhanger and then it turns out in the next thing that it's nothing. Oh, yeah. Like That's doing funny. a thing where like you hear maybe like little, little, <laughs> little, and you're like, everybody's like, oh my God, it's Gavin's. And it turns out it's like one rat in the next game. And you're like, oh, well. Oh, that's... So like cliffhanging just. To do cliffhangers is not that great, I think. No, yeah. You have to make sure there's something to back it up after. I I, I think, Chris, we're, we're talking a lot about how we've learned from these experiences. Yeah. Maybe we can actually give some other tips. and I don't want to say tips and tricks because that's not what this channel is about. Mm -hmm. But but things that we've had success doing. Like, mm -hmm. to achieve this nice bell curve. Sure. Or reverse bell curve. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you've, you've done? I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but I think interrupts are great yeah yeah if you have three hours i say three hours we usually play for more than that but I, I like the rule of three so let's say we have three parts to your game whenever i feel like it's taking too long the mm. players are taking too long and the downtime or low stakes then that's where i kick in and interrupt and it goes back up mm -hmm. at the same time uh, another thing would be uh the the enemies are fleeing that i think that's a common it's not e it's not hard to use it's basically combat is taking too long yeah if they killed the main guy or now they've gone through enough enemies that the rest just flee away don't we don't need to finish it we could say they flee or we could just say you basically kill all of them because it's a non-issue yeah, yeah yeah i've <laughs> i don't really like combat very much so I have all these silly little ways of making combat, and sometimes I, I haven't actually had the chance to use them, so I don't know if I want to spoil them. 
I, well, I will anyway. Yeah, you should. <laughs> One that I really like doing is having bad guys like turn on each other, where they like start to kill off the other bad guys, and they're like, "I'm good," or like, "Please." Go, like, give me mercy, I helped you, or like stupid things like that. It, it could be fun. They backstab the guy on the on the floor and they're like, see, I'm on your side. Yeah. Or even like you have one of the one of them grab another one and like have them by the throat and be like, mm. I'll 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 kill him if you let me free. Or mm. like like they use the, their own players as like hostage. Oh. Uh, have you tried the other way? Like having a hostage of one of the players? That could like stop oh, that'd the that'd be combat. cool. I haven't thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, like they grapple onto a player and they like hold them on and say... And then everybody gonna... like just like freezes and it's like, could you drop your weapon or whatever? Yeah, so things like that. Or mm -hmm. have another... Have have another monster come and kill off most of them on... Uh, weird little things like this C could end combat quickly. Yeah, that's a good idea actually. If you're in a, a high... Like at the end of an encounter, you have a combat encounter at the end of a session and there's a lot of little monster you could actually have a big monster come up mm -hmm. have them flee or be killed or whatever but instead of continuing the combat just stopping there and that's the cliffhanger of next time we're yeah we we're gonna to start in combat monster. again but it's gonna be a different one the big monster that could be interesting yeah so it's kind of like ways to make combat serve you as a game master mm -hmm. because i've had that problem almost it gets exaggerated in my head where yeah, like, if combat so. is more than 40 minutes for me, I'm losing my mind. I'm yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa. I can't Yeah, I think this. you're one of the players and game master I've seen that's the most like, okay, I'm done. I'm done yeah. with combat. I'm <laughs> done with combat. Let's just... We talked a lot about combat. Uh, do you have anything for outside of combat pacing that you use? Um. Yeah, well, so obviously you have... Something that I, I found very, very good in Dungeons & Dragons 4th edition is their introduction of the skill challenge. I think mm. it was one of the first, at least one of the first editions of Dungeons and Dragons to have this. Mm. And I love skill challenges. To me, it's a really cool way of having kind of high stakes, like everyone's engaged because there's a big storm and you gotta deal with the storm or you're climbing a cliff face and oh, someone's rope is getting loose and they're falling and you gotta, like everyone's kind of has to do a little something at the same time. Mm -hmm. And at the very, in, in, in my beginnings as a game master, I would have skill challenges be turn-based. Okay. I would make, like, they'd have this epic moment where someone's, like, you know, they're, they're rock climbing with all the ropes and stuff, and then, oh, someone's falling off. And I'd stop and make everyone say what they're doing one by one. Okay, okay. And I found that actually ruined it. Like, it, oh. it, it, it didn't have the natural, like, gut knee-jerk mm. reaction of like oh my god he's falling i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that everyone's like okay, shouting so, out for uh, what they're doing yeah, yeah yeah and to me that uh accentuated the the pacing to be more high stake even though the stakes are obvious if everyone's like freaking out about what's happening it, everyone pumps each other up yeah yeah I, th I think that's that's great and we did it in your first game of your campaign where after the game i asked you basically yeah. in that situation why didn't you do turn-based? Mm -hmm. And I think you were right. It, it really helps us being like more in, in the moment and using your gut. But I think uh, the downside to that, and it didn't happen in your game because the players were all pretty good with it. Yeah. But if you have players that are louder, yeah. or yeah. people that don't want to interact without being said, now it's your turn. If you're fighting for the spotlight, basically, if you have a spotlight... Um, Someone hogging it. Hogging it, thank yeah. you. Uh, then... then that might be a problem, but this that depends on your table.
So something like I mentioned, the, the, the interrupt, something I do sometimes uh, to control the pacing out of combat is uh, the, the, let's say they're, I feel like they're done or it's slowing down. I would bring another NPC, basically a social interrupt, mm -hmm. but there's no mission necessarily tied to it. It could be in the example of the blood and betrayal, uh, when they were talking to Father Morton, Father Morton was trying, like starting to investigate and maybe the players don't know that in my head, there's nothing more to be done here. Yeah, we think maybe, oh, it's a, it's a cool cool room, lots of artifacts. This guy seems to know what he's talking about. Let's stay here and talk to him forever. Yeah, and whenever I yeah, and whenever I, I see that, I'm like, oh, let's move on. Well, I had like a militia or guard guy come to them and be like, oh, the captain wants to talk to you. And basically come up with a reason why the captain wants to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And the reason in the Blood and Betrayal was like, oh, you met elf, elves before on the road. He wants to have intel on this. Yeah, so it was so, really just a... It, it was moving from one social thing to another social thing, but their purposes were different. Mm -hmm. And this little segue kind of broke it up, which I thought was... Yeah, and, and I think a, a good way to do this, at, at least I would I made sure to do it. The guards are not escorting them. They're not saying, like, you leave with us. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it's really like you don't have a decision. It's railroad. It's like whenever you have time, yes, it's in a hurry. He wants to talk to you pretty quick. But that way, if someone is like about to do something in the room, yeah. they can still do it and then leave after. But sometimes I feel like the players are almost relieved to be like, well, I didn't know what to do. Now we have an objective. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not like I make sure I'm not restraining their decision. I'm just giving them a di possible direction. And having timing actually be a factor in it, mm. I find helps, right? If if an NPC says, oh, there's this thing that I need help doing, I've only got two days to do it. Mm -hmm. the, the players kind of clue in, usually. They're like, oh, this is time sensitive. Whereas me going to the library to look at books about dark magic, in theory, I could do that whenever I want. Or yeah. I can do that in my downtime. Mm -hmm. All right, so before we, we go into our conclusion, I think we, we owe it to ourselves and to you guys to kind of talk about how we raise the stakes and how we make tension and how we really end our games on a cliffhanger so that you can inspire yourself from from this list mm -hmm. um so one of the first things that comes to mind when we, we talk about we have a list here is when we talk about raising the stakes bringing up bringing up the tension and then ending on a cliffhanger is just to have danger have mm -hmm. the players be in the presence of danger they want to take action but they can't yeah the game. i think that's the most obvious way is just have basically combat or uh the ceiling is falling down and you're gonna have to like escape the temple or whatever mm -hmm. and it's just like they to make you want the players to want to continue but stop before they are i don't say bored but they're done with the action mm -hmm. and so, that's kind of the main theme in most of these really yeah, so yeah. we have dangerous situation dangerous monster it also doesn't have to be the players that are in danger. Mm -hmm. It could be a, an NPC that they really care about now finds themselves in a situation where they're in danger mm -hmm. and then you stop. Yeah, if we take the example of the guy with the knife on the throat, it could be like one mm -hmm. you're in the middle of combat and you kind of want to be done. You, you could be like, he grabs uh, the brother the, of the, the player and he's like, I'm going to kill him, I'm going to kill him and drop your weapons. And people don't know how to act you stop there next time they're like mm -hmm. what the hell are we gonna do yeah and that's a good way to and it's it, it we in our list we also have like building tension and that's i think that's 
good when you build when you finish with danger like that like let's say tension could be built in that situation with the knife and everything mm -hmm. but it could also be built using a lot of description if mm -hmm. they move into a room a bit like i did at the at the intro where it's like oh it's really a gloomy place uh you hear drops you hear someone talk and it's really creepy and something comes out of the shadow and that's when you, you end like you build mm -hmm. tension you do a little bit you don't stop with just description well at least i try not to stop with just description because otherwise it's a bit dry you have you want to have something Some happen kind of yeah event yeah. grabs them yeah, yeah. interacts with the like you hear a click in the floor oh that's good actually <laughs> just <Yeah>. stops <laughs> but then like we said i guess you have to back it up with something if it's just yeah. like it was just a click yeah then no, it's gotta be yeah uh, what else we got what else? um there's also you know presenting the players with some kind of decision that they have to take that's maybe conflicting. You, know, mm -hmm. you find themselves interacting with an NPC. It's a social interaction and you want to end the game because it's it's getting too late. Maybe that NPC says, well, I'm going to help you if you do this other thing that goes against your moral compass or the party's objectives. Mm -hmm. And now they find themselves in this kind of like moral dilemma mm -hmm. where they don't know what to do. You can end there. Yeah, and that also gives breathing room for the player to think about it during the games because if he's rushed or she's rushed to make a decision on the spot, maybe we'll regret the decision or something mm -hmm. like that. It's a great way to build tension, uh, have a cliffhanger, and have the player make the optimal in terms of, for their character, uh, at least the decision they're going to be happy with. Yeah, absolutely. For the following game. Uh, another thing is to give information right before you stop. So information that changes maybe what the players were expecting. They were expecting to go one way and they find a letter that tells them that the people they thought was a the bad guy is actually trying to help them the whole time. Mm -hmm. And they be like, oh, what, that has repercussion on everything they did. So they might need time again to think about it. And also it's great for them because they, they want to get to the next step of the story. And that's a great place to stop. Yeah. And then you can also do kind of the same thing with your intrigue. So if you're, if you have the, the players going on this investigation or they're doing something and, and they have a certain expectation of the outcome, and then you change the intrigue or you bring up a question or information that blows their mind and they're like whoa 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 this wasn't the trail we were we thought we were following mm -hmm. and there so the the intrigue and the the story element now got driven forward but yeah. they can't take an action yet they yeah have to wait till next time mm -hmm. and i feel like sometimes uh when you do it right uh what i find myself is the player will say like oh no let's just let's just do the next this next step and yeah. that's when <laughs> as a game master you have to be like no and that's the thing, like, it's the timing of, have we been playing for, we said we would play for three hours, it's been three hours, good, we should stop here mm -hmm. while while it's on a high, and not basically do what they tell you to, do what yeah. they actually want to. Like, like you know that's what's better for them, is to, to stop, stop here. Stop for now, we'll but get back to it. Obviously, there's a lot of different ways to do it. This is some of them. It's about building tension or building uh, the story so that when you get to the end, it's interesting mm -hmm. and the people want to come back for more. That was a pretty neat conversation there, Chris. Yeah, very interesting. 
talk about like cliffhangers and pacing. Mm -hmm. So to sum it up, uh, we started talking about the building blocks to different social combat, uh, exploration, downtime that uh, makes up all games in our opinion. Yeah, for the most part. And, and then we kind of described our optimal way of pacing a session, which is to have a high tension moment, scale it a little bit down, and then bring it right back up to raise the stakes and have a cliffhanger and try to do that every time. So really have this reverse bell curve formation of tension, I guess, or of, of en engagement mm -hmm. in, the, in the session. And then we talked about some of our mistakes. Um, it can be a mistake to force this pacing onto your players. If they seem to be having fun in a lower stakes environment and they're spending a lot of time engaging with people there, we've learned that it's better to leave them there. Don't force the story forward. You'll just end up with a bad taste in your mouth. Another mistake we talked about was the fact that sometimes pushing uh, to finish on a certain point because that's what as a game master let's say i had in mind mm -hmm. was a mistake that i did and now i have to learn to finish on a high note before the players asked to be done like before the player are getting bored with the game yeah yeah or or it, it can be a mistake to also continuously add time on to the end to try to achieve the end you hoped to get um, instead you have to really work with what the players are doing and if if you can't meet that perfect bell, reverse bell curve, that's okay. Yeah. And we finished with uh, a list of different ways to achieve this uh, high stakes cliffhanger effect at the end. Mm -hmm. it, it was really, it, it kind of all boiled down to presenting a situation to your players that makes them want to interact with or make a decision or engage with whatever it is. And then before they get the chance to do that, you stop it. So I think that sums up pretty well what we talked about today, Chris. That's all, man. Let's call it a chat.